0: There are two hills fighting for the heart and soul of this nation, Capitol Hill and Calvary. That's right, politics and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about. But what are we doing? We're not running away from either of them. In fact, we're pitching our tent and we're setting up camp right smack dab in the middle of them both, taking on today's most controversial political moves through a biblical lens. It's time to equip this generation to rise up into its God-appointed destiny to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. It's time to take our nation back. Welcome to Camp on the Hill. Welcome back, everyone, to Camp on the Hill, episode two, Rewriting History. Welcome back. It's good to have you guys back for episode two. And, and you know, what? before we get into this today, guys, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day weekend. And, and, and America, happy 245th birthday, America. Wow. I mean, think about that, guys. 245 years. You know, look at America's history. I mean, in just over 200 years, America became the greatest nation in the history of the world, the greatest economic force in the history of the world, the greatest military power in the history of the world, the greatest nation in terms of the impact for good that it's had on its own citizens and the citizens of the rest of the world, the greatest nation in terms of how it's impacted world history. In just over 200 years, America has achieved that. We have an incredible history And how fitting is it, how fitting is it that this episode is debuting Independence Day weekend when we are celebrating the history of the greatest nation in the history of the world. And it's fitting because in today's episode, we are getting into the left's attempt to rewrite American history. But just before we get into everything today, guys, let's remind ourselves, that when we talk about this concept of the left, when we talk about the left, let's remind ourselves of who we're actually talking about. Remember, we're not necessarily just talking about Democrats. We're talking about people on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, who have a socialist, communist worldview, right? There are people on both sides of the aisle that hold a socialist worldview as to how America should Run. And we got to remind ourselves too of the left's mission, right? Because everything they do feeds out of their mission. And the main goal of the left is to fundamentally change the United States of America. What, what, what does that actually mean? I, mean? I mean, we hear that on the news, you know, we talked about it in our last episode. What, what does it actually mean to fundamentally change America? We got to break that down fundamentally, the fundamentals. What are fundamentals? The fundamentals, guys, are the basics of anything. The fundamentals are the foundations of something, right? So what the left wants to do is they want to change the foundations of America. They want to change what makes America, America. That's their goal. And they want to change that to fit their socialist, communist, worldview. That's their primary goal. But you know what? Here at Camp on the Hill, we got a couple primary goals of our own. They're fighting back against that. We got two primary goals with each episode. All right. Number one, we want to equip you with the information you need to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. And number two, in each episode, we want to give you a practical way to take that information and then do that very thing to fight and to fight to win, so we're going to use our goals to fight back against that, and guys, stay tuned at the end of this episode today. We are going to give you a really awesome, practical way to step up and enter the fight as it pertains to what we're talking about today with rewriting history. so guys, it's Independence Day weekend, and you know what I you know what I love doing on Independence Day, the Fourth of July. I love being outside. I love swimming. I love a barbecue. I love lighting off big freaking fireworks, lighting up the sky so loud, so bright that your neighbors call the cops on you. Yeah, I love that type of stuff. I actually did have that happen once when I was in high school, but that's a story for another time. But I love that type of stuff, and we should love those type of things. We should love the traditions that come with our holidays, especially the Fourth of July, because what we're doing, guys, we got we got to remember, you know, beyond the barbecuing, beyond the swimming, beyond the lighting off the big freaking fireworks, beyond the neighbor calling the cops, right? Beyond all that stuff, we got to remember why we're celebrating. Why are we celebrating Independence Day? It's because we're remembering the birth of the greatest nation, the greatest idea in world history. We're remembering a great history that we have in our nation that has given us the very freedoms and the way of life that we enjoy today. So what is the story of America? Well, what's interesting, guys, is the story of America is actually what Camp on the Hill is based off of. We started this podcast modeled after the story of America. You know why? Because the story of America is the story of individuals and groups choosing over time to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. It's a story of, of people that saw wrongs that were happening in the world. And instead of just continuing to sit back and let those wrongs uh, shape their lives and continue to shape world history, they chose to get up. They chose to enter into the fight. They chose to, to enter in with new ideas. They chose to challenge the status quo and they chose to do it for the greater good. Guys, it's, it's, it's stories of, of like the pilgrims that arrived in 1620 at Plymouth, right? At Plymouth, Massachusetts. And they came here, what, why? Because they were escaping religious persecution in England, right? And so they came here with all sorts of ideas. They didn't just stay there. They didn't just stay there and continue to be suppressed, continue to be persecuted. They got up and they did something. They took action and they came here, risked, risked life and limb to come here. And before they even got off the stinking boat in the new land, they wrote something called the Mayflower Compact, which in it they talked about how they, they undertook this great journey for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, right? They were radicals, and they took this this, this idea. They chose to, to, to just to stand up. They chose to enter into the culture wars, not just accept... Their culture at the time, but to to enter into it and fight and and shape a new a new life for themselves and a new history for an, an, a new a new nation we then see later guys the War of independence right the very thing we 're celebrating this week the War of independence all right as as a tyrant, King George in England was beginning to go back on the agreements he had made with the colonists here and begin to step in as, as, as a tyrant, as a dictator over the colonists. The colonists didn't just sit back and let it happen. They had worked way too hard for this. Generations before them now had worked way too hard for the freedom that they were now enjoying, you know, beginning what they were doing here. And so they fought back. They didn't just sit back and take it. They said, we're going to get up and we're going to enter into the culture wars and we're going to fight. In this case, it was a physical fight and they chose to fight and they won the War of Independence. And then guys, they write our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. Guys, it's all filled with new ideas, right? Not just the status quo, not just things that had you know, they'd lived under in the past, but new ideas, ideas of freedom, ideas of liberty for every human being. Guys, these documents, our founding documents are chalked full of of ideas that are based out of God's word because God's word makes men free. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And guys, the The colonists, our founding fathers, they knew this, right? They they knew these things. They were God-fearing men. The majority of them were God-fearing Christian men who read the Bible, who understood that God's word and the concepts and the precepts and the principles in God's word makes men free. And so they filled our founding documents with these new ideas. They entered into the culture war with these ideas, guys. Then later on, you have the civil war. You have a nation that is absolutely divided and you have an evil, a stain on our country's history in racism and in in slavery, human slavery, right? Legal human slavery taking place. And there was a group of people that said, we're not just going to sit back and continue to see our brothers and our sisters enslaved. We're not just going to continue to sit back and watch our brothers and our sisters not enjoying the freedoms that our founders died and fought to give every single human being. So what did they do? They got up, they rose up and, and they entered in and they challenged the status quo at the time. And they had a civil war and that ended with the emancipation proclamation, giving freedom to every single enslaved individual, right? World changers. They were culture changers. A little later on, even then, in, in, in the civil rights movement, all right? The civil rights movement in the 1960s in America, you had people like Dr. Martin Luther King and, and many others leading this civil rights movement because there was still legal segregation. There was still legal racism in, in, in parts of the United States, legal racism. I mean, it was, it was built right into the very law system of different parts of our country. And there were, there were men and women like Dr. King and many others who stood up and said, we're not going to continue to let this happen. And they got up and they did something about it. They entered in to the culture wars, guys, and they made changes like the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which outlawed discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin. And guys, there are many other movements. These are just a few, but there are many other movements throughout our history When we celebrate this weekend, guys, it's not just barbecuing and swimming and fireworks. Yeah, that's all awesome. But we're celebrating the story of America. And the story of America is a story of freedom and of progress. It's a story of freedom and progress for all men and women. And the left absolutely hates everything that we just talked about. They hate it. They hate it. And why do they hate it? Because guys, you got to remember their mission. Their mission is to fundamentally change the United States of America, to change the foundation, the basics, the things that make America what we are today. They want to change those things. And they hate what we just talked about because guys, what we just talked about, the great history that we have in the country, not perfect, right? We're, we're going to get into – America's history is not perfect, and, and we're not trying to make the case that America's history is, is absolutely perfect. Guys, there's a lot of ugly parts of America's history, right? But the good, the good of America's history far outweighs the, the, the evil and the stains on our nation's history, But the left hates everything that we just talked about, the good, the the, the progressive nature for good for all people. The left hates that. And here's why, guys, because that history has created systems and institutions that stand in the way of the left achieving their goal. Things like our constitution, which guarantee rights for every legal citizen of the United States of America. Uh, It lays out ideas of freedom and liberty for the people that live here that cannot be taken away, all right? The Constitution is standing in the way. um, Systems like the three branches of government, right, which is a beautiful display of how power can be held accountable, right? That you don't have... All power in the hands of one or even just a couple individuals, but there's these three branches that when they work together and each of them does the part that they were created to do, they hold one another accountable and they keep our beautiful system of government going. You've got ideas like state governments having more power than the federal government. You have this amazing idea in America where citizens, actual just everyday people, we get to choose the very ones that govern us, right? It's not just, you know, this person, you know, is, is the ruler until they die and then their son takes over. And, you know, as we've seen for centuries upon centuries in Europe and other parts of the world, right? America had this great new idea of the people are going to choose the ones that get to lead them. And they do that through fair elections, right? Fair election processes. And then you have, you know, our economy, you have free market capitalism, Right? which has made America the greatest economy in the history of the world. And not just for our own citizens, but guys, free market capitalism has even benefited other countries. I mean, even look at a country like China, which is a communist nation. And why is their economy so great? It's because even though they are a communist nation politically, they have opened themselves up economically to American businesses and taken advantage of free market capitalism free market capital. So there's all these ideas, guys, there's all these systems and institutions that are standing in the way of the left achieving their mission of fundamentally changing America. And that's exactly why they realize that they must attack our history because they know a little secret. They know that things like free market capitalism, they're not going to change free market capitalism. They're not going to change our economy overnight. They're not even going to change our economy, you know, in a matter of a couple of years. It's going to take time, right? They're not going to just straight up get rid of our Constitution. There are too many freedom-loving Americans that would, you know, absolutely get up in arms, literal arms, which the Constitution tells us to do if that were to ever happen, right? We, we, that, that's not going to happen. They're not going to dismantle the three branches of government. They're not going to, you know, take away uh, state government power and, and, and make it lesser than federal government power. They're, they're not going to just change our election system overnight. They can't do that. These things are so entrenched in American culture and so deeply rooted and strong. They can't do that. It would take too long, but here's the deal. All of those systems and institutions that we just mentioned are all built upon our history. They're all rooted in our history. So the left knows that instead of spending all this effort trying to dismantle America's systems and institutions, the things that make America America, they only need to attack our history. And if they can change our perspective on history, if they can get you and I to believe that the very history of America, the very founding of America is one filled with racism and greed and murder and evil, then they can convince you and i that all of those systems that we just talked about which are rooted in that history are themselves filled with evil and greed and racism and injustice and murder and guys they've been at this for years now all right i mean i mean they've been at this this whole attack on america's history for years now but here's the deal all right they can't they can't change history right no one can change it. No one can change the facts and events of history, right? You know, no, the left cannot, you know, pull a Marty McFly hop in the DeLorean with Doc Brown and Einstein and head back to 1985 and change They, they can't do that, right? They can't do that. But here's the thing they can do. They can change our perspective of history. They can change our view of history. So how do they do that? And how have they been doing that? Well, let's take a little trip back in time to the beginning of the 20th century. I'd like to introduce you to a man named John Dewey. Now, you might know John Dewey as the father of modern-day education. Many consider him a great man, the father of modern-day education. You know the, The American education system and the way it is today was highly, highly influenced by this man. And there's some good that came from that. But here's something you may not know. John Dewey had a Progressive, liberal method of education that was influenced by—you ready for this—the communist education system that he saw at work in Russia. And so John Dewey begins to introduce these ideas into the American education education system. These progressive, liberal—you know—influenced by communists. Uh, ideas into the American education system, which then over the decades led to schools moving further away from biblical biblical morality because they're more entrenched with progressive liberalism, right? That sees things like biblical morality as a hindrance to progress, as a hindrance to success, right? So they begin moving away from morality. And then you have this little interesting happened in 1963. In 1963, our government got a hold of 45 goals of the Communist Party to overtake America. And as soon as you get done with this podcast, I encourage you, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever your search engine is, search the 45 Communist goals to take over America that we got a hold of in 1963 and that were actually entered into the Library of Congress. These are on file in the Library of Congress, right? Communist goals that we know of that are alive and active today to take over America. And what you'll see in there, because these have infiltrated our education system, and two of the goals to infiltrate America's education system that you see in there are this. One, to present America's founding fathers as selfish aristocrats. Now here's the deal: Are America's founding fathers perfect? No. Are you and I perfect? No. There's only one perfect man that's ever lived. That's Jesus, and he's the the one that we should ultimately model our life after. Is Jesus Christ? Okay. But these guys, were, the, the they may not have been perfect, but guys, the majority of these founding fathers that, that that started this great nation, that that fought the revolution, that 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 wrote our founding documents, these were. God-fearing men, men that loved Jesus. They loved God and they loved God's word and they knew that, that if we follow God's word, we will be free, that God's word sets men free and that when you build a society upon the principles found in God's word, you have a society of liberty and freedom for all, and so there is a movement, and there's been a movement inside the American education system, especially as pertaining when uh, you know American history is taught to present our founding fathers as selfish, greedy, slave owning, racist aristocrats who didn't care about anything, right, but their own their own uh, interests. And there's also, guys, a move. And again, for decades now, to present our constitution and our other founding documents as inadequate and old-fashioned and a hindrance to progress. right? So it's crazy that they want to present you know our founding documents as a hindrance to progress. Well, guys, all we had for centuries, you know arguably for millennia, in Europe, in Asia. In, in the Mediterranean and parts of the Middle East, all, all society knew for millennia was, was tyranny, was, was dictatorships and monarchies and tyrants. You know, and, and then our founders introduce these ideas based out of God's word of liberty and freedom for all, of, of self-governing individuals, of, of people, of citizens, everyday people like you and me being able to fairly elect to choose those who are going to make decisions on our behalf. And, and they're not even just ruling over us. They're representing us. They're representing our desires. And they're going to call those ideas a hindrance to progress when those are the very ideas that have given progress, not only to the citizens of the United States, but to the rest of the world. So for decades now, there has been an attack on the story of America's founding fathers, of the founding documents of America, and the story of America as a whole, to present it as nothing but a story of racism and injustice and greed. And now today, we're seeing a whole new level of attack in the form of critical race theory and the 1619 Project. And both of these ideas, guys, both, both of these projects are evil to the core. So let's take a look at them. So first, we're going to start with the 1619 Project. So the 1619 Project began in 2019 to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the first group of slaves that came over from West Africa into the new world. Okay. It's commemorating that 400 year anniversary of when that happened. But the goal of the 1619 project is to reframe American history around the events of 1619 instead of the events of 1776. So, 1619 was not a good time right i mean that is a stain on america's history and guys that's something we're not shying away from that we're not saying that america is this utopia that is absolutely perfect that that we don't have racism and slavery and all these things in our past we do guys right we absolutely have things like racism in america's history we have things like slavery in america's history we have things like greed and evil and all all these terrible things. But guys, these are not unique to America, okay? I mean, these things exist in all nations. These things exist in all cultures around the world throughout history. They're not unique to America, but the left wants you and I to believe that they are unique to America. In fact, that they are the story of America. And that is the goal of the 1619 Project is instead of when we think of America, instead of thinking of liberty and freedom and the Constitution and the Declaration, instead of thinking of the birth of this great nation, which has, has, has given so many hundreds of millions of people you know uh, you know things like the American Dream it's given us freedom and liberty, and it's spread beyond our borders, beyond our shores to uh, to other nations as well, these concepts of freedom and liberty for all people. instead of thinking about that, the left, when we think of America, the left wants us to think about 1619, a time of darkness and a time of slavery. They want to shift our perspective so that the founding of America, when we think about it, that our national conscience thinks of the founding of America as one of evil and darkness, okay? And that leads us right in then to critical race theory. Now, you've probably heard a lot of critical race theory as of late. Critical race theory is this new idea being pushed by the left that is sweeping uh, education all over the United States, being pushed by state education boards all over the United States. So what is critical race theory? So critical race theory has a lot of moving parts, but at its core, a critical race theory teaches this, that America's founding, our founding fathers, the story of our founding, our founding documents is all full of racism. It's all full of slavery. It's all full of evil. Now see how this ties into the 1619 project idea? That america's founding wasn't in 1776 during the time of freedom and liberty but it was in 1619 a time of darkness and slavery and so critical race theory teaches that america's founding founding fathers founding documents all that stuff it's all based in racism so all of the systems and institutions that we have in america now today that have been built upon that history are all riddled with racism so much so That in 2021, America, if you are a member of a minority group, it does not matter what your socioeconomic background is. It does not matter what education you've had. It does not matter how hard you work. It does not matter what your talents and your skills are. None of that matters. If you are a member of a minority group simply because of your race, the color of your skin, You will never achieve what your white counterpart can achieve. And that, my friends, is absolutely stinking wrong. That is an idea straight from the pits of hell. And guys, there is way too much evidence to fight against it, right? Barack Obama, the leader of the free world for eight years, was a black man. Our current vice president, Kamala Harris, is a black woman even, and, and we've had countless other people in, in politics, in sports, in media, uh, in business, in education that, that have climbed the ranks that, that have been um, members of the black community, members of the Hispanic community, members of every every different minority group. And so these ideas are toxic and they're, they're lies, right? And, and they're lies on their face, right? We, there's, I mean, there's insane amount of facts and evidence everywhere to show that they are lies, but they are directed at distorting our view of America's history in an effort to tear down our institutions today. So here is how you and I can fight back, right? All that stuff, all that junk is out of the way. How do we respond? Well, here's how you can fight back, guys. Attached to the link for this podcast today on Facebook and in the description of what this episode is about. You are going to find the, contra- the contact info for every governor in the United States of America. You are going to find the contact information for every governor, all 50 governors in the United States of America. Let me tell you something. Your voice has power because guess what? The, the goal that the left wants to achieve of rewriting history, right? Guess what? They haven't done it. And guess what? They're not going to do it. They have not achieved it, and they will not achieve it. Your voice matters. Your voice has power. Okay? So what I'm calling you to do, this is our this is our first action step, guys. All right? If you are listening to this podcast, all right, first of all, like it, share the crap out of it, uh, you know, wherever you can, you know, tell people about it because this, this information has to get out there. All right? We have to, to – to 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 spread the word of what's happening to to our culture and to our nation right now. So first of all, like this, share this, tell people all about it, get this out to them so more and more people can hear Camp on the Hill and know where to find us. But second of all, take the action step. I want you get a hold of your governor. Get a hold of your governor. In fact, ca- call 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 other governors. Get a hold of other governors in other states and tell them this message. We do not want And we will not accept critical race theory in the 1619 Project being taught in our schools. We will not accept it and we will not stand for it. Now, here's the deal, right? We got to speak the truth in love. That's what Jesus said. Speak the truth, but do it in love, all right? Now, you can be firm and you can be forceful and we should be firm on this and we should be forceful in this but we do it in love. It's time for action. It's time, patriots. It's time to rise to action. The call has gone out from heaven once again, just as it did in 1620 when pilgrims came to a new world seeking religious freedom just as it did during the Revolution and in 1776, just as it did during the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation gave slaves freedom for the first time, just as it did during the great Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s, it's time to follow in the footsteps of those brave souls that walked before us. It's time to act. It's time to once again enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. And no matter what the cost, it's time to take our nation back.